Welcome to Come Follow Me On The Go. My name is Kylie and this podcast is designed for families and children that are in the car and on the go. In each podcast episode, I will be sharing brief stories from the Come Follow Me lesson plans. I will also provide questions that families can pause the podcast and discuss and chat and grow closer together as a family unit and closer to Christ while they are in the car and on the go. All right, welcome back to this week's Come Follow Me on the Go. I am excited to dive back into these letters from Paul to the Romans. I'm striving to come up with ideas of how to make it funner for kids. So if anybody has ideas, please reach out. I am all ears, but I'll try a few new things this week and we'll see how it goes. I wanted to actually start the week's verses or chapters are actually Romans 7 through 16, but I wanted to start in chapter 12, verse 13. Um, In this verse, Paul, in just like two words, teaches us to, to practice hospitality to those around us. So if you don't know what hospitality is, it well, let's do this, actually. Um, I was curious what it meant in, like, Greek or Hebrew, these languages that the Bible was often written in originally. And so I researched that up. And hospitality to them at that time, he was trying to tell them to love the stranger. So as we're prepping to go back to school and have a new classroom full of new friends, maybe some we know, and then maybe there's a bunch of kids that we don't know. And oftentimes... Kids have moved schools that year, um, and they don't know anybody. So what a fun idea to just practice reading the room. Look around the room. Be aware of your surroundings, whether it's at school, at a football practice, at church. Who around you might look shy and uncomfortable and that they don't have friends and they want to be a part of the group? And go out of your way to be the one to love that stranger, to invite them into the conversation, invite them over to the after-school activity, invite them to play with you at recess, but just to practice looking outside of yourself and your own friendships that are comfortable, that you already have, but finding the one that needs a friend. Okay, our next verse is going to come from Romans chapter 13, verse 12. And I'm going to read it real quick from the NIV Bible. And it says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So the question that came to my mind um, is just, what are the deeds of darkness that we are trying to be done with, to get rid of and get them out of our life. And why why does he refer to the armor of God in here as the armor of light? I think we could apply that in multiple different ways. So just chat with your own family. Like why specifically is it the armor of light? How is that benefiting us or how is it benefiting others to have armor of light? Here's like a little additional insight on this armor of light concept. Paul is speaking to Romans who are known as like their army was one of the most successful in the history of the world. So for them to think of armor as light 
like a visual light was probably kind of world rocking thought. Does that, if that makes any sense, like to them, armor should have been strong and hard and it was probably heavy and hard to move in, but it was like a protection, but it was physically hard. It wasn't just a shiny light. So it, looking at it from a Roman's eyes, that would have made them think differently about what armor they were putting on. So I guess a recap on the question is, what was Paul trying to teach them about their armor being a visual light? What was the purpose he wanted them to understand about it being a light? And I think there's many different ideas, so all your ideas could be right. Okay, our next scripture will actually come from Romans 15, verse 1. But I actually am going to try my hand at telling you guys a little story. Um, this is real life, and it was when I was probably a junior or senior in high school. Um, our ward went on trek. So a group of us youth went on trek, and that just means we were pulling handcarts um, full of everything we needed to camp for a week up and through the mountains. And I was just like a five foot little girl and I was the mom of the group. So I was supposed to be the mom. And I was paired with um, one of our high schoolers, like biggest and strongest like lineman. He was a big football player, so strong, so happy. And we were going through one of our toughest climbs. So this man whose name was Parker. He climbed up this mountain with me and our handcart and we pushed and we pulled and we wrestled it up the hill and we were exhausted. So exhausted. But this Parker, he just jogged back down the hill and he helped the next handcart up and he did it again and he did the next handcart. He jogged back down. He helped almost every handcart pull their heavy loads all the way up this treacherous hill and the whole time he did it smiling and laughing and joking and singing and it wasn't that it was easy for him he was sweating and breathing hard but he was strong and he was willing and able and he did it with a smile so this is one of the best examples to me of this verse chapter 15 verse 1 Paul teaches us that if we are strong enabled, then we should be outbearing the infirmities or the hard struggles of other people, people that are weaker than us. Now, here's the catch. Everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses. This Parker's strength that day was that he had the endurance and the strength to push through and to work hard in that time. Other people's strengths were different. And they were able to have energy all night long and make dinner, whatever it is. But so chat with your family. What are your strengths? Maybe it's that you love to write nice notes and your grandma needs those. What are your strengths? Start to realize them now so that you when, when you see opportunities to lift and help and serve those around you that don't have that strength, that you will jump on it and lighten that person's load.
we're going to backtrack a little bit and go to Romans chapter 8, verses 24 through 25. And in these verses, Paul is teaching the Romans about what hope is, right? It's waiting for something, believing in something, even though we haven't seen it yet. But he goes a step beyond that and he says, you can't just wait for something. You have to wait patiently. And that is true hope. So I thought it'd be fun to come up with some kind of marshmallow experiment, but while we're in the car. So it could even be as simple as the silent game. Like who can sit silently for two minutes happily and show me patience. And then your family gets to pick, you know, however you celebrate, whether that's a fun sing-along in the car or making brownies when you're home, whatever it is, but practice having patience for a reward. And I guess for even young readers, what is patience, right? Patience is waiting politely for something. Thank you, everybody. That's all I have for this week's Come Follow Me on the Go. I hope that it was a little bit funner and more engaging for your kiddos. And I'll see you guys next week.